to greet you this morning in the name of Jesus. Uh, I pray you are fine, Barcelona. I pray you are well where you are. Um, it's very cold in Deben. It's very cold here. Uh, but I pray that you you, you are okay, Bazalwane, and uh, we know that some of you will have been affected by what has been happening. And we we want to uh, strengthen each other because people that you know would have been affected in terms of their jobs, maybe a business of your friend, or something like that, a family member. But this has impacted us. So, we need to begin to arise and begin to do that which God wants us to do in times and of crisis like this one. And from what we are hearing, just before I, I, I begin, family, I just want to share a few things with you from what we are hearing. Uh, now, some of these things, of course, you need to begin to sift what is just a hype and those alarmists who speak from the soul, from fear, and uh, those who want to sow fear into society so that there is a lot of panic, and from uh, real uh, intelligence uh, coming from the ground and from those, uh, those, those um, uh, structures there. And so what we are hearing, Bazalwane, uh, there is a strategy, uh, not was, there is a strategy to, to collapse, collapse the country. You may have had that, and uh, I don't know which sources uh, you may have had that from, but there is a, a, a strategy to collapse the, the nation. Uh, we we still need to confirm that, but as we begin, I want you to understand a few things because that will uh, help us when we pray, not just to pray anyhow, but to hit the right spot and the right target. The strategy that they have, the people who have put this together, they, they're called conspirators. Those people who have... Uh, uh, ganged up, and they are a, a group of people. We don't know how many of them they are, but they want to hit uh, the key pillars of the economy of South Africa. That's what they want to do, is to hit key pillars of the economy uh, so that they bring everyone to a state of starvation. Now, when that happens, of course, you and I, there's something called survival instincts. Uh, they want to raise that so high that we literally, as a nation, we devour each other in an attempt to, to save ourselves. Because when I realize that my children, uh, their livelihood is in danger, I begin to do something as their father to ensure that uh, they, they are fine. So they, they want to take peace from the country, peace must be must lift off the nation so that that which they seek to do can be accomplished. But uh, we know that, that that will not happen. Uh, Psalm 34, 19, the Bible says, many are the afflictions 
of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. According to their agenda and their strategy, uh, peace must lift off uh, the nation of South Africa. Their target is just, it's not just Gauteng and KZN, it's all the nine provinces. And, uh, and then when peace lifts off, chaos must be the order of the day. There must be a lot of chaos in the nation. That's what they want. Now, more intelligence with regards to that. I'm part of a, of a group in our street that does a kind of patrolling and kind of just protecting what, what we have here. There's a report that there has been a, one of the greatest heists heists in the nation it is reported that they have uh, they have taken about 10,000 rounds of ammunition 10,000 uh, rounds of ammunition was stolen and uh, i think it was on its way to cape town it was diverted now it's in it's in this province uh, kzn now we don't know how true that is but that's what we are hearing and uh, it's it's uh, apparently from from trusted sources it could be true could not be true but i want you to know what is happening uh, now sometimes certain things will not be reported even if they are true to avoid panic that's how that's how government and and, and the security cluster deals with these things if there's something to it's too serious to avoid panic certain things will will kind of be just be kept away from the public and uh, because if if they were to release those things there would be criticism of government in terms of why they were not ready uh, for these things uh, another thing that is happening it looks like there is a, a an army somewhere that's being prepared there is an army that's being prepared which is which is well equipped so all the all the looting that has been happening it's strategic looting uh, these people, they don't go to a shopping mall, or they didn't, because it, it, it has happened already. And all these are the macros and, and, and these the, the storage um, workshops. They don't go there with an intention of stealing bread and, and whatever else that the rest of the people take. They have been taking strategic devices that would enable them to, to fulfill what they want to do and uh, so they they if they went uh, like in, in in groups of four or three it would be obvious that they are robbing the place but if they invoke some form of insurrection and there's about a hundred two hundred people who flood that place and they mingle in that group so it it, it is it is uh, cited or quoted or branded as looting yeah, it's very strategic. Then the whole thing must be must be bent down to cancel a kind of evidence so that people don't know what was taken. Because if you take strategic things, it becomes obvious to 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 the intelligence of the country that these things that were that were stolen or taken, if you put them all together, it's what a typical a military a militia group would would have. For them to be able to fulfill what they want to fulfill and so uh, the plan also uh, from what we are hearing is to is to hit what what is called 
white monopoly capital had had them so hard hit them so hard to the point where uh, they then go to the president to say no stop what is happening because it is it is it is affecting our profit so they want they want to hit a uh, key strategic areas of the economy uh, that probably are owned by 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 white people uh, which is which is their which is their target really and uh, so what you are hearing is that looting was just phase one looting was phase one second phase will be to burn down all the all, all the strategic structures of government that are up there uh, to burn down uh, resources cut off uh, food supply they say they don't care that there's been the military that's been deployed into the townships they are saying the the military and the police must join them they saying the military and the police live amongst them so they are saying the military and the police must not listen to to leadership in, in cabinet because they live in the townships themselves and they say we know who you are and then you must then begin to 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 side with us they are also saying what we had yesterday every person with a weapon with a with a gun if we have three give two to some uh, two other people they are saying let every person uh, do whatever they can that's that's the strategy so there is a bit of a lull right now but uh, we know that it's not over uh, we must be alert we must uh, this is why we are here this morning so that we can pray uh, properly from an informed basis you don't just pray anyhow you must pray and hit the target this is why it is important that then i begin to relate these things to you the other things family that they they, they are planning uh which i don't think really will happen none of these things will will really happen the way that they want them to happen it's not gonna happen uh, there is a church in South Africa and there is a preordained purpose that the church must fulfill for the nation of South Africa as long as we are here. As long as we are down here, the rapture has not yet occurred. The enemy does not have cut blanche. It does not have just free reign. In other words, whatever he plans will succeed. It does not work like that because at the center of everything is the purposes of God. And at the center, what is crucial in the heart of the Father is the fulfillment of his purpose. He does not sponsor any other grouping that acts contrary to that which he wants to fulfill in a nation. God is not party to such groups uh, as it does not matter how legitimate their concerns may be. I want you to know that heaven uh, begins to release resources and angels are sent out as long as the agenda is in line with the purposes. It is, it is aligned with the purposes of God. Amen. So we know that uh, it shall not happen the way that it has been planned because the the fingerprint of heaven is not on it 
It, it did not issue from the heart, from the presence of the Lord. The collapsing of nations, uh, nations being dismantled as long as there is a church in the earth, as long as the people of God that God has invested himself in for him to be able to fulfill certain things concerning those nations. The purposes and the agenda of the enemy shall not be fulfilled. I can tell you that with confidence, with authority, because that is how it works. Amen. Now, if you read the book of Proverbs 19 verse 21, the Bible says you can make many plans, but the Lord's purpose will prevail. It's the Lord's purpose that shall prevail. You can uh, bring together a very capable team, very, very intelligent group of people, very brave people, very militant people, uh, people who have got so much know-how in a whole lot of different areas. But the question is, is the fingerprint of heaven on that thing? Is the foundation of that, is the breath of God upon that thing? When that plan is fulfilled, does it uh help God accomplish his purpose yes or no if the answer is no then it will definitely not succeed at least not to the extent that you had uh, you had desired or wished and so I wanted to understand that family and the uh, next thing that I need to discuss with you with regards to that is the is the issue of fear and uh, and anxiety I know that uh, we are natural people uh, this is why the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, because there is a possibility that we shall be anxious. Anxiety and fear, it's natural. But as God's people, we have a way of dealing with those things. That's why the Bible addresses it. Because when there are reports on, on, on the news media and everything around us is burning, and I uh, we stand in these queues, I stood to two consecutive days, just lining up for essentials because of my kids, for myself, for my wife, for this family. I stood about five hours, day one, day uh, six hours, day one, most probably, day two, just about five hours standing in the queue of about 1,500 people. I was the, the 200 person there on the first day. It felt like I was in the top 10, you know. Just wanting to buy bread. Did we know that we would ever reach a, a situation like that? So, will all the plans of the enemy succeed? No. So, I want you, family, to understand that. L let me say, the plans of the enemy, they will not succeed conditionally. Now, it is important that we, we address these things this morning. Will our country be collapsed? by certain forces, irrespective of how well-meaning they are, that would result in some, in some coup d'etat eventually. Not really, yet conditionally. So I, I, want, us, I want us to be, to be clear about that uh, family. So I want you to know that irrespective of what you hear, all the, the, the WhatsApp forwarded messages and the voice clips that you have been receiving, and I've been receiving, you listen to the gentleman speak, 
and you feel something it is something is going to is this going wrong wrong our nation is on the verge of total collapse now it shall not happen because the everything in the earth revolves around the plan of god revolves god has not given anybody authority to work outside of protocol and outside of his desired purpose for nations now sometimes he would allow certain things to happen to stir up even the church in that place the church to arise and begin to fight we are told that after 2011 in the states when the two towers collapsed there was such a revival in america the church stood up and they began to pray churches were flooded in the aftermath of that event because sometimes god would allow certain things to happen just to stir up the church for us and the priesthood to arise and begin to pray but it does not mean that the enemy is uh, is 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 winning sometimes god can use the enemy to to just raise up his people in jesus name for his glory and for his purposes to be fulfilled but family how did we how did we get here now i want you to listen to me very carefully because this will help us to pray going forward all the different groups that we have um, where we pray uh, communion table and all the other groups everywhere that we have that we use uh, to to kind of commune together and to intercede and to pray I want you to hear me very carefully. Please hear me very carefully from this point onwards. I want to just share with you things which are considered to be very profound for us to understand as God's people. How did we how did we arrive here? How did we get here to a place where our macro is, is, is bent to the ground and every other thing in your area, certain things have just collapsed? Now, I want you to know this, Bazalwan. Violence lands very easily in our nation, in our country, because the spirit of violence is our ally. Uh, the spirit of violence is our compatriot. The spirit of violence is our ally. It seems as if in the spirit, the spirit of violence uh, is, is part of our very culture. We are a violent nation. We are a violent nation. We do violence everywhere. We do violence to the unborn. We terminate the pregnancy beforehand. The spirit of violence is upon the nation prior to the looting and the burning down of all these structures and malls. We, we, we shed blood. Our townships are violent places, whole lot of them. We are violent against women. We are violent against girls. We are a violent nation. We are violent. So do not be taken by surprise when you see certain things happen because the spirit of violence lands very easily here. It has a landing strip on the nation of south africa because of who we are the spirits and devils and principalities they know where to land they know where they are welcome now when the spirit of violence manifests itself in one way we reject it 
and we speak very loud against it. But when it manifests itself in another way, we kind of quiet. But it's the same spirit administering its purposes in different ways. Now it has uh, manifested itself in one way and the entire nation is independent. But it's the same spirit. It's the same spirit. We do violence uh, to Israel as a nation. We hate Israel. I want you to listen to me carefully because I want you to understand how we got where we are and what is the way out of where we are. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Our hatred for Israel, it is so serious that it's not just an emotion. No. Ours, listen to this, ours, it is institutionalized hatred for the nation of Israel. It's a policy in the nation of South Africa. In South Africa, hateful treatment of the nation of Israel is part of our foreign policy. In other words, our international relations in South Africa, if you hate Israel, you are working within protocol. If you love Israel, you are not a patriot. Mm. I'm addressing things, family, so that you understand why spirit of, of, of violence lands very easily. That would assist us and help us when we pray going forward in Jesus' name. Mm. What does the Bible say about a nation like South Africa? What are the pronouncements of God concerning nations like ours? In Psalm 122, verse number 6, the Bible says, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they be secure who love you. It says, May they be secure who love Israel. Now, the word secure is very, it's, be it's a beautiful word because it says free from attack or danger. Mm. It means protected. It means free from the danger of theft. This is straight from the Cambridge Dictionary. Free from the danger of theft. Uh, it means safe. It means free from the risk of eavesdropping interception or discovery now we are blaming our intelligence community why didn't they pick this up beforehand because the very idea behind having intelligence in the nation is that they begin to they get these things beforehand and they are proactive instead of being reactive no they couldn't family they couldn't get it beforehand they couldn't get it beforehand. Why? Because according to this meaning and this scripture, the meaning of secure, they had to be slow so that we are shaken. They had to be slow because the Bible says, may they be secure. Only those who love you, mm. only those who love Israel, security, perfect security. And all the organs of state that enable us to be a secure community of people to be a secure nation now if the nation itself is not destined to be secure by virtue of how they relate to the nation of israel 
Don't expect our security forces and our intelligence community to be spot on because like God took the wheels of the chariots of, of Pharaoh, there would be a slowing down so that you never achieve a state of perfect peace because according to the scripture, it says, may they, those who pray for Jerusalem, those who bless Israel, may those ones be secure who love you. Amen. Now, free from anxiety or doubt or unafraid. That's what the word secure means. Free from anxiety or doubt. It means unafraid. Now, the Bible also says, Bazalwani, in Numbers 24 verse 9, Blessed are those who bless you and cursed are those who curse you. Now, I want you to understand that what I'm talking to you about is not political. It's spiritual. It is the basis upon which the security of heaven, the department of security in the heaven is dispersed mm -hmm. into the earth to bring peace, to bring calm upon a nation who relates this way to the one God refers to as the apple of his eye. Amen. Sometimes we pray amiss. Sometimes we pray, we pray blindly because we do not understand these things. So this particular scripture, Numbers 24, 9 says, Blessed are those who bless you and cursed are those who curse you. You see, family, South Africa as a nation with all our nine provinces has two what I call part-time luxuries. We have a part-time security. It's never guaranteed because of who we are, because of the choices that we have made. We have two part-time, never permanent, two part-time uh, luxuries. One is, uh, is, uh, is, is security. The other one is peace. Those are part-time to us. These are not ours to keep. They are not ours to keep because of who we are as a nation. Now, I want you to also understand family because this is going to help us to pray properly when we pray. Sometimes we just bind and loose blindly. We don't understand what is happening. The Bible also speaks of um, the law of recompense. Let me repeat that. There is in the Bible the law of recompense the law of recompense means giving to you what is due to you giving to you what is due to you now what you must understand family is that these laws are understood in the spirit realm the principalities know because of legalities in the spirit understand that they are very legalistic in the spirit they go according to the script. They go according to the law of God's word. They, not, they understand protocol. They understand nations who breach protocol and always stand ready to land upon those because they know the pronouncements of heaven concerning such nations. They, that's why they are goat nations. They are sheep nations. Principalities know their own rights. 
based on what the Bible says about certain things. They know that if you are out of covenant, if there are things, that is why this Deuteronomy 28 verses 1 to 14 deals with blessings. Verses 15 onwards, they deal with curses. And principalities know when someone, when a couple, when a family, when a, a city, when a nation is not aligned with that which God said they must do. And they stand ready to go. They send their ground forces through as demonic spirits to begin to occupy. No one must tell them. Our disobedience must tell them. Our misalignment is their order. Our misalignment, our rebellion, our disobedience, it's their instruction to begin to move and to go. So they know exactly. So the law of recompense means giving to you what is due to you. In Isaiah 59 verse 18, the Bible says, according to their deeds, accordingly he will repay fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies, to the islands, he will repay recompense. In Jeremiah 16, verse 18, the Bible says, And first I will recompense their iniquity and their sin, double, because they have defiled my land, they have filled mine inheritance with the carcasses of their detestable and abominable things. Hallelujah. What are we seeing, family, around us? The smoke and the ashes. I want to say this not with passion, but with much sorrow, family. What we are seeing around us is what we deserve. Is what we deserve. That's the posture of the priesthood, family. That's the posture of people whom God is going to use to restore, to recover, to begin to renew and to speak life upon the nation, the posture of such a one whom God will use to pray effectively against the, what is happening today is a person who understands that what is happening is what we deserve. Do not blame the former president. Do not even blame the current president. This is part of our Jew harvest. What is happening today is part of our Jew harvest. Will there ever be a time when all of South Africa love Israel? It is unlikely, family. Will ever be a time when every single person, every single politician prays for the nation of Israel? When every person really embraces Israel, it is not likely. But what happens, Baselwan, in every nation under the face of the earth, on the face of the earth, under the skies, in every nation there is always ten righteous ones. There is always ten righteous ones. They are called a remnant. They are the priesthood through whom God counts on those. Don't ever think that one day's devastation in the land, when there's famine in the land, when it, it seems as if the enemy is wreaking havoc in the land, that God is in heaven excited. God loves nations. God loves people. God loves nations. He has always tried to invest himself upon a few in a nation, 
in Jesus' name. Now, God promised, God promised, God promised in his word that he would not allow total destruction or total anarchy in a nation if there is but 10. Yes. Hallelujah. There is in every nation more than 10, I believe. I believe in our nation we have more than 10. Now, I want to just share this passage of scripture with you before I move on. In Genesis 18, Genesis 18, I'm going to read fast. And it's not too long. Uh, from verse 22 to verse 33, the Bible says, And the men turned their faces from that place and went toward Sodom. But Abraham stood yet before the Lord. And Abraham drew near and said, Will you also destroy the righteous with the wicked? If by chance there be 50 righteous within the city, Will you also destroy and not spare the place because of the 50 righteous that are therein? They'd be far from you to do after this manner, to slay the righteous with the wicked. In other words, to let your people in South Africa suffer together with those who are wicked. Let this be far from you. Shall not the judge of all the earth do right? And the Lord said, if I find in Sodom 50 righteous within the city, then I will spare all the place for their sakes. And Abraham answered and said, behold, now I have taken upon me to speak unto the Lord, which am but dust and ashes. If by chance there shall lack five of the 50 righteous, Will you destroy all the city for the lack of five? And he said, if I find there 40 and five, 45, I will not destroy it. And he spoke to him yet again and said, if by chance there shall be, see, but the one in this tenacity, this, this Abraham kind of pleading with him, if by chance, if by chance, if by chance, I like that, if by chance, there shall be 40 found, there 40. And he said, I will not do it for forty's sake. And he said unto him, oh, let not the Lord be angry, and I will speak. What if there shall be 30 found there? And he said, I will not do it if I find 30 there. And he said, behold, now I have spoken taken upon me to speak unto the Lord. Lord, by chance, there shall be 20 found there. And he said, I will not destroy it for 20's sake. And he said, oh, let not the Lord be angry. And I will speak yet but this once. What if 10 shall be found there? And he said, I will not destroy it for ten's sake. And the Lord went his way as soon as he had left communing with Abraham and Abraham returned unto his place. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you that you, you have always kept a remnant for yourself. In every nation, there would at least be ten righteous people. There would be at least ten holy people for whose sake the Lord will refuse to bring devastation upon the nation for the sake of the ten that are there. 
I pray there are more than 10 families. I pray there are more than 10 righteous ones in our nation. I pray it is my prayer this morning. And it is my hope that there are 10, at least 10 righteous people. Now, I wanted to understand something because we may then begin to feel and think that just anyone can convince God. Not just anyone, family, is in a position to convince God to change his mind. We are not dealing with some prophet. We're not dealing with some umtandas from somewhere. We are dealing with the sovereign God, the creator of all things. God, the creator, the everlasting God who dwells in an unapproachable light. That's the God we are dealing with. It's not the question of any Tom, Dick and Harry who goes to church and they feel they can just pray anything. I wanted to understand that because that helps us to be sober-minded and to guard against everything that would disqualify us from being part of the ten at least and praying effectively for our nation. Now, this particular passage I've just read, Abraham interceding for Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, in the previous chapter, God had told Abraham something in preparation for what Abraham was going to ask and require in the next chapter. So, in chapter 17, the Bible says, when Abraham was 99 years old. The Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be thou perfect. Other translation, obey me and do what is right. The other one says, walk before me and be blameless. Because of that, see, there were lots of people in that place who probably believed God, believed Jehovah, believed Yahweh, but not just anybody could have been in a position to begin to uh, talk to God that way to a point where God begins to change his mind. Other translation, they would say God repented. God changed. God repented. Not just anybody can do that, Bazalwan. So I want you to know that God is at work, family. The, the nations are not at the mercy of, of plotters. God will not allow the plotters of evil to succeed. Because of the 50 righteous, he will not do it. Because of the 40, because of the dead, because of the 20, because of the 10 even, God will not do it. He has always invested himself in some people. Hallelujah. There are more than 10 repentant people, family, I know. Why do you think God has restored the message of repentance? Now, when we begin to explain these things, I hope and I pray that everything begins to make sense to you because repentance and holiness gives you a particular standing. Some people think that you can always just go and it doesn't matter, you know, your, your, your manner of life. You can just always, if, if, if you speak the loudest or if you pray the loudest, we think that the effectiveness of prayer 
depends on our volume and decibels. It's not that family in the spirit. They look at your robes. They do not consider the tone or the, 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 the loudness of your prayer. They respond to the robes that you are wearing, the robes of righteousness, and the robes of holiness. That's what you and I do when we are driving on the N2. When the police stops us, we are responding to what they are wearing. Basically, if a legitimate officer of the law would stand on the highway wearing a T-shirt and some pair of jeans and some techies, I'm not stopping for them because of the way they are robed. Now, in the spirit, we know that there is something called the robe garment of righteousness. This is why he tells Abraham, walk before me and be perfect. Walk before me and be blameless and be righteous. This is why we, God is restoring repentance because you and I, from time to time, we, we trip over certain things, the small things, and then we are called upon by God to repent so that our stature can be restored and we are able once again to speak on behalf of our nation and begin to intercede from a place of authority and power. And the enemy does not mock us. Remember that powerful scripture when the Lord says the enemy comes, but he has got nothing in me. There is nothing in me that reflects him. If there is nothing in us that reflects the enemy, our ability to sway judgment that is meant to come and land upon the nation of South Africa, our ability to change the mind of God, is, is a bit affected because it is affected, not even a bit, it is affected because we have got no spiritual standing. We have no credentials in the spirit to legislate on behalf of God. We have no credentials in the spirit to legislate on behalf of heaven for our nation. So he says, walk before me and be thou blameless. Chapter just before, God in his foreknowledge, he knew that there were people in Sodom and Gomorrah that had to be spared. But the person who was going to pray and convince God to, to spare those people had to be a person operating from a holy altar, from a place of blamelessness, from a place of, of, of a righteous walk with God, from a place of holiness. He prepares him in the previous chapter, walk. Walk, beware that you walk before me. By the time he, he goes to that particular place and he begins to plead with God, he has already heeded the word of God where God told him to walk before him in a particular way. In Jesus' name, family, hallelujah. Now, I remember, Basalwan, the, 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 the nation, I want you to know this in your spirit. Never be scared. Never be afraid. Your future will not be decided by plotters of evil. Your future will not be decided. The future of my children is not at the mercy of some militia. Irrespective family, because you will hear that the agenda is, um, is based on very, 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 very um, well-meant objectives. 
goals because of the injustices that has that have happened in the past. You know, you sit and you listen and you, you, you begin to feel, oh, maybe this is justified because of what they're trying to correct. But no, family, there are certain things that would happen to us as a nation on the basis of who we are as a nation. There are things we are going to harvest as a nation, the law of recompense, until in those moments, the, the, the priesthood of God in the nation of South Africa begins to arise. Those who are the redeemed of God, those who are washed in the blood. This is why the Lord has been talking to you mostly about repentance. This is why the Lord has been talking to you mostly about holiness. Why? Because he wants you when you begin to, he wants to hear you. He wants to move upon your words and dispatch angels based on what you said. But for that to happen, you must have a certain standing in the spirit clothed with the blood of Jesus. Repentant person operates from under the blood of Christ. The blood which speaks according to Hebrews 12, 24, better things than the blood of Abel. Hallelujah. So I want you to know that family be encouraged no, we are not going to go the direction of, of, of those who are called uh, vandals or, or arsonists, those who burn things down. Now, before we are all, almost um, towards our, our close, I want to just share something with you. You know, Barcelona, there are many religions in the world. You know that. There are many, many religions in the world. There are many so-called holy writings in the world there are many so-called holy prophets in the world but why do you think why do you think they isolate and target christianity so much why do they hate the bible so much why is jesus the most attacked and the most cursed so-called prophet why is that because in these family Rest the power that controls the destinies of nations. The enemy hates, hates Christians. The enemy hates the word of God. The enemy hates the name of Jesus. Because whatever that he wants to do, there are people in the earth who would prevent him from fulfilling his purposes. The enemy by now, he would have brought nations down to ashes. An engine, but there are people in the earth who push back against the agenda of the enemy through prayer. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for such people. We thank you, O oh God, that you are raising. In the name of Jesus. Raise, O oh God, in Jesus' name, because nations are at the mercy of the priesthood of God. Now, one of the one of the key goals, Bazalwan, listen to this, Bazalwan, listen to this. One of the key goals of what is called the the world. There's a there's a term they use, um, but this 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 cabal in the world. That, that, that wants to bring society into a certain area 
whereby we are subjected to certain things in preparation for the new world order. The world system. One of the key goals is the new world order. Now listen to me, family, in the last 15 minutes or so. The new world order, because all this is, is linked to what is happening. The purpose of the new world order is to do away with Christianity. It is to do away with the Bible. It is to do away with Jesus. Do away with every form of, of, of religion, really. See, that they do because if, if you take Christians out of the equation, you take the Bible out of the equation, you take the name of Jesus out of the equation, and then you are able to fulfill everything the enemy always lusted for to see happen in the earth. Satan has got no other enemy, Baselwani, who, who is preventing him from fulfilling what he wants to do. It's only God's people. It's only the redeemed. It's the ten. Hallelujah. And we know that there is more than ten. These people, they prevent him from fulfilling his plans. Hallelujah. Now, Listen to this, Baselwane. I pray that you are with me because I'm teaching you something that I want you to understand, which will inform how you pray and how you live. Sometimes we think because we go to church, because we are nice people somehow in one way or the other, then we are in a position to do certain things. There is the two types of Christianity. There's one Christianity that you do. It helps you to die and go to heaven. You know, it gives you eternity. It secures eternity for you. But there is another Christianity that is so different that, that allows for you, because of the way that you do life, because of your commitment to the agenda of God, because of, of, of the way and your work with God on earth, it allows for you, you are given authority and power to do certain things and to push back against certain things that would have otherwise destroyed your city, that would have otherwise prevented even the economy of your city from flourishing. When there is a presence of a people of God in a city, do you know that there are people that God plants in a city because of who they are, because of their prayer, because of how they interact with heaven, because of how they speak over Deben, because Deben needs a friend. Jobek needs a friend who speaks kindly upon Deben. When Deben is stumbling because of whatever that's happening on the violence, there are people who speak prophetically upon the city of Deben. Now, because of such people who pray, there are certain investments that even come to that city to prosper that city because of same thing would happen to your city certain corporates big companies they are huge plants they are uprooted from where they are they are brought to your city because there are people there who need to be benefited uh, that way that is what we are talking about family now as as we as we draw to a close I want to encourage you. All is going to be fine, family. 
all is going to be well. But you and I, we must decide from today. Say, Father, I want to be part of the 10. I want to be part of the, of, of the 50, at least in the nation, in Jesus' name. We know that according to the word of God, we have been given authority. We have been given authority. The problem is that we are the only ones in the world who are capable. That's the, that's, that's the problem of the enemy. We are the only ones. You and I are the only ones who are capable of dismantling the machinery of the enemy. We are the only people who frustrate his plans. So he hates us with passion. The demonic realm knows that the problem is that most of the people of God don't know that. Most of God's people don't know that Jesus said in Luke 10, 19, Look, I have given you the authority to trample upon snakes and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall harm you. He also says, and I also say to you that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, whatever you bind. The, the word whatever is very key, but that's for another day. Whatever you bind on earth, because not everything on earth must be bound. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose or release on earth will be loosed in heaven. God family has invested himself in us, in his people. He already has a military base on earth through you. It's you family. God already has a landing place. There are people already in the earth who are going to be speaking certain things and God will pull back whatever judgment is withdrawn because of such people. Barcelona, prayer is the most powerful tool that we have. Prayer is the only thing that we have in our arsenal in Jesus' name. When you know who you are, when you know why God placed you where you are, everything begins to change because you begin to realize that I am not at the mercy of politicians. I'm not at the mercy of the plotters of evil. I am not at the mercy of anyone. I am God's inheritance. He has placed me here as the priesthood to pray. My faith is not just for myself. My faith in God is for not just my family, but for the city of Durban. He needs us family to begin to arise. What you see happen will thrive if God's people, if the ten do not begin to speak out and say, Father, we are still here. Father, you have given us a vision and purpose that has not been fulfilled. We pray in the name of Jesus that the fires that are burning begin to be stopped. They are quenched in Jesus' name. The fire of the Holy Ghost is more intense. The fire of the Holy Spirit burns more intense than any fire in the earth in the name of Jesus. But family, if we cower, if we retreat, if we feed our soul 
from what we are hearing on the news media, if we become the, an echo of what we are hearing on those WhatsApp voice notes and we begin our prayers are, are structured based on what we've heard, we shall not bring about any change, Bazalwan. South Africa is not going to be a lawless place in Jesus' name. Why? Because you are still there. I'm still there. We are God's people. We are going to pray. He has always used his people, Bazalwan, to mitigate and weaken and prevent and divert the full weight of judgment upon nations. God has always done that. Principalities know that we deserve whatever that happens to us because of our sin. They know that. But if God's people begin to arise and they begin to pray, God begins to suspend. So family, this morning, I want you to know that God's purpose shall be fulfilled upon the nation of South Africa. It's not over yet. If you thought that we are living in the, these are the last days, the end has come. No, the end has not come. The end has not come because the church still needs to fulfill their prophetic destiny in their cities and in their nations. There are many who still need to be brought into the kingdom. There is much that still needs to happen, but we cannot allow what is happening, the chaos around us to begin to destabilize and to uh, render whatever God is doing uh, useless and to put brakes upon what God is doing. Because when we don't go to our place of worship because it has been bent down, that does not help in any way in fulfilling what God wants to do. So, Basalwan, I want you to join with me in prayer right now as we close in Jesus' name. But I wanted to be encouraged this morning. I wanted to be encouraged this morning and to know that when you pray, God listens. When you pray, God hears. I wanted to, de to be determined and be intentional. That Father, I want to be part of that remnant. I want to be part of that group, not just to cook up and But Father, I want to be part of that of the, of, the, of the remnant. People of God who have separated themselves so that they can be used of God. People who are who are hungry and thirsty for your presence, who want to be used of God. Lord God, make us a gate and a portal through which you fulfill your purposes in Jesus. Let's pray, family. Father, we thank you. We thank you this morning, O oh God, in Jesus' name for our nation. And again, we pray that we refuse to bow to the spirit of anarchy. We refuse to bow to disorder. We refuse, Father, to bow to whatever foul spirit. Let South Africa be restored. Let South Africa be saved. Let your purposes for this nation be fulfilled. So we thank you for peace. We thank you for stability. We thank you for order in the name of Jesus. Let your people be strengthened. Let your people, Father, be anchored in your word. Our confidence is not the police. Our confidence is not when we see the military. Our confidence is in the blessed hope that our Father is in heaven and he will not allow the righteous to be put to shame. And Father, we thank you. Bless your people in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen.
Say hallelujah, family. We thank God for you. Hallelujah.